0: Boom, we can't get fooled again.
3: Hey, what's up everyone? How you doing, Ben or Hanging out with Travis. How you doing, Travis? I we well, I think both of us have had so much coffee that we're like <laughs> seeing time defrag in real time. I'm like yeah. I I Ben took a drink from his cup <laughs> and I looked away and then I think we lived in that second of you taking a drink for about 2 minutes. <laughs> and, I and I look over and checked to see if he was drowning. No if the if he had stopped or frozen in time altogether but we're we're we're, we're juiced up right we're now We're
2: all juiced up. We have a lot of stuff to get to. We had the DNC last week. We have the RNC this week. It was a fascinating time for politics in this country. Obviously these conventions are held theoretically to raise the polling numbers of said party, the Democrats or the Republicans. So the big question is Did the DNC get a bump? We don't know yet about the RNC. This polling data will come out uh, probably next week or so, so we'll have that for you then. But we do have some data on Joe Biden and the Democratic National Convention. How did it do? Did it move the needle in a positive direction? The information that we have isn't necessarily great, but it's important to be realistic. Because if you think Donald Trump can't win, think again. History has a history of repeating itself in Donald Trump, the RNC, a lot of fireworks, a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of lies, but do those lies resonate with the American people? Certainly a tale of two conventions.
3: Yes, I mean I mean the difference between the difference between the RNC and the DNC is very much like uh the difference between the Lifetime channel or the Spike network. Ooh, I love Spike. Yeah, with the uh, 100 ways to
2: die or exactly, whatever. Exactly. That yeah. and that
3: it was based 180,000 ways to die was the theme of uh, of the RNC. Oh yeah, they didn't seem to mention
2: that too much, did they?
3: No, but it really was a weirdly the RNC in particular was a weirdly stacked uh event because it I would have to say that Trump's speech was actually very boring, and then leading up to that yes. were some of the most shocking circus freak acts i uh, <laughs> ever seen on political stage uh, where well, a, they... a boy was raised from his wheelchair by the power of, the sheer like force of uh, Trump's Charisma, like
2: Lazarus. Of course, when Donald Trump puts his tiny hands on somebody, they are so desperate to get away, they will beat paralysis, stand up, and leave. That's the power of the
3: Donald. But that was, um, that was like a. It was basically like a tent revival. Like I was expecting, absolutely, uh, to see a preacher like you know, get bit by a snake or whatever they do, the snake handling. Sure. But then, uh, you know, you, you, you have all Don't these. Don't forget the fireworks. You have these kind of like parade of, uh, of freaks going on here. And then Trump's speech was uncharacteristically boring by the well, end.
2: Well, it's because Donald Trump doesn't sleep. All of the Republicans, there's a lot of bragging going on yeah. about the little sleep that Donald Trump gets. I said this on Twitter and I'll say it on the show. I want a president that sleeps. Because sleeping is crucial for the mind. I tend to uh, be an advocate of rest. I believe it's very important. That's why my brain is so sharp. And that's
3: why I'm voting for the bear on the sleepy time Tea box.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I want the next president to just hibernate for four years. I don't want to hear their name. I don't want to think about them. I don't want to look at them. Oh, uh, Of course, that would be opposite of what we're living with today. So the RNC is now completed uh, i think you're right donald trump you know he's under a lot of stress i guess uh, perhaps he needs to get his rest drink some of that sleepy time tea so when he gives a performance it has a little bit more pizzazz of course the pizzazz came with the uh totalitarian firework show that we saw as donald trump had his name uh, written in firework and of course followed by 2020 Fireworks are there to simulate war. Fireworks shows are there to remember the sacrifice of people who fought in war. I don't think we need to simulate war right now as currently our country is going through. I think it's safe to say in some parts a civil war. Look no further than what just happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, my home state. Unbelievably tragic, disgusting shooting of Jacob Blake, seven times in the back. Uh, Perhaps he had a knife in his car. Uh, We don't know. Also, no matter what, it's not a death sentence. And of course, everyone immediately is like, well, he has a small rap sheet, all of this stuff. It doesn't matter. It's not a death sentence. Uh, No one should be shot seven times in the back by law enforcement. It is just another, another situation where we are seeing the systemic issues in this country. After three months of protests, after three months of civil unrest, the cops still don't get the message that you cannot just go shooting unarmed civilians. Just stop shooting civilians, and this is why I firmly believe that we need to disarm street cops. I think at this point, They have proven themselves not capable of handling a firearm. I'm not saying we're going to disarm police unions, or I'm not going to say we're going to disarm police precincts. They can have arms in cases where they need arms, standoffs, things like this. But I don't think it's a problem to say beat cops don't necessarily need a sidearm. Not saying that they shouldn't have mace or their little billy clubs or peppers or uh, or a series of other non-lethal weapons but it seems to me like the lethality of a firearm is something too dangerous for them to handle yeah i agree what's the problem i mean why not you know they love their little they love their little rubber guns rubber bullet guns maybe use one of those but we need to just get rid of the lethality because all it does is take a situation from 0 to 1000 with the pull of a trigger there needs to be some other way that cops can detain people if they need to detain people this was one man Jacob Blake again shot seven times in the back there was multiple officers there there are ways to to uh, disarm the situation there are ways to defuse the situation that do not result that do not involve shooting somebody seven times. I just don't understand as a country why we can't just have that base conversation without going through all of the other crap when it comes to what this person was like, all of these other things. It doesn't matter. The man literally could could be a horrible human being. You have a constitutional right not to be shot by the frickin' police.
3: Well, I think, and it it just goes to show you, the, the two realities that we are living in currently in America, if you... I I'm just thinking like this cop is he like a a juror in a court case like is he not allowed to read the news or has he not is he not allowed internet access does he not know that this is the the issue that is now like causing protests throughout the country and he's gonna just create more like chaos I don't I just don't understand how he cannot see. What is what is going to happen after he pulls that trigger uh, on this person? And it, well, it, I it, mean, if you it, it's listen... really kind of epitomized by the DNC versus the RNC. Two Absolutely. different realities, yes, wholly different realities. You know, where Biden is saying, "Look, we're in, we are in a an apocalyptic moment, right. and Trump is to blame for that." And then you have uh, the RNC saying, "Like, we are going to be in an apocalyptic moment if tr- if Biden is <laughs> yes. elected." And it's like we are in the moment. We are in the moment. We are in this horrible, uh, divisive, uh, toxic moment. Yes. And to think that uh, it's... So those, these two ideas um, just are completely uh, incongruous. And I guess you can really exist in your own bubble, even be a police officer in the middle of a civil unrest because of police brutality and still and still think, yes, I'm going to pull the trigger on, well, this, uh, on this guy whose who's back is facing me.
2: One of the greatest ways to paint your enemy in a negative light is just through deflection. And that is exactly what the RNC did. They deflected everything onto uh, crazy socialist Democrats, onto insane black people who want to destroy the suburbs. They were able or they attempted to do that. And as Travis just said, don't forget who is president right now. Everyone talking about If Joe Biden is elected, there's going to be chaos in the streets. This is happening now.
3: And then they point to a picture or point to a video of like three days ago, and they're like, this is what it will look like in Biden's America.
2: You mentioned what was this officer thinking. And now, of course, we know the code, code blue. No, it's not a new Mountain Dew. It is something, it's a rule that is lived by. Uh, Many, many officers live by it. If you listen to the head of the police union that spoke at the RNC, man, that guy looked just like the head of the police union, didn't yes, he? didn't he? That yes. was like straight out of central casting. <laughs> but you listen to him and you realize that's their top guy. That is the head of police. That is the main cop. And you listen to what his rhetoric was and you see where the problem lies. The problem lies in the leadership within the police departments themselves. And that's why we're seeing that manifest itself on the streets with these officers who feel emboldened by both their superior officers and representatives of the police union. You have that level and then you also have the federal government. We're going to put William Barr right up there. Of course, the man who overlooked the um, unlawful dispersion of the protests again so Donald Trump could go hold his Bible upside down. We have it from Bill Barr, William Barr. To Donald Trump, all of this rhetoric is trickling down, and this is why we've talked about this many times. When it comes to the president of the United States, their, their powers, you know, kind of limited, but the biggest thing that the power, the biggest thing a president does, the biggest power the president has is to set a tone for the country. And the tone that Donald Trump has set for this country is obviously a tone that allows some people to feel as if they can get away with murdering innocent civilians. We also have what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old. This was the Kenosha shooter. He came out with an AR-15. Officers thanked him for being there. I believe they even gave him water. Yes, Apparently well, the sheriff uh, in Kenosha said that he was uh, people wanted him to deputize citizens as if this is the movie Police Academy, but unlike Police Academy, uh, all of the slapstick goofs end with actual blood on the streets. Yes. This is a systemic cultural problem we're having right now and again, it is because of the tone set at the federal government level. Kyle Rittenhouse, 17 years old, uh, it's amazing to see the difference in coverage, by the way.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Of course, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, he uh, approached officers with a uh, firearm, a firearm he had just used to kill two people. The fire, the cops didn't seem to really give a crap. Uh, as a matter of fact, he kind of had a knock on their window to get their attention, it seemed as if.
3: Well, so there's video that's going around of uh, police officers passing out water bottles to the Kenosha Guard, which is what this militia that Kyle Rittenhouse was in. It's what they called themselves, the Kenosha Guard. And you have uh, police officers thanking them and saying, hey, we're glad you're out here. Uh, This story, Kyle Rittenhouse, it reminds me of the very famous
2: Johnny Cash song, Don't Bring Your Guns to Town, because that is exactly what this boy thought he he had to do to become a man. He had to walk around the streets, intimidating the people of Kenosha, and then you also, speaking of tone again, Not just the federal government, but now we also have media, people like uh, that former bow tie loving, uh, (laughs) whiskey swilling Tucker Carlson, Tucker
3: basically validating this kid. Oh, yeah. He was was on the forefront of of saying this was self-defense. So you're a 17-year-old boy. Let's think about this. 17-year-old boy, when Donald Trump was
2: elected, he was 13 years old. 13 is a very formative time in the mind of a child, and especially a boy, when it comes to like, what's it mean to be a man? How do men act? I want to be like that. This kid's been marinating in Donald Trump for a very crucial series of years. His brain is cooked in Trump juice. And this is why what uh, Travis was talking about, I believe, last week or the week before, when it comes to, I can't wait to have hindsight on this moment. Yeah. So a boy like this and, uh, you know, 17, Uh, of course, let's not forget, uh, you know, Tamir, Tamir Rice was killed at 12 years old for having a fake gun. Um, And of course, this man 17 or this boy 17 was allowed to wander the streets. So obviously, again, you can see the difference when it comes to how police react regarding the color of people's skin. But this boy needs to have obviously he's going to have a lot of time in prison, most likely, although he already has a strong defense team, which, of course, he's more than he has the constitutional right to do that, uh, to have a defense team. He has a GoFundMe. There's a lot of groups out there (laughs) that are paying, that want to pay for his legal bills. Who knows what happens?
3: Like honestly, now that you're saying that, the the, being 13 years old when Trump is elected and having four years to sort of marinate, if I if if I was his defense attorney, I would claim something like like Donald Trump made him do it. Yeah, or like not not necessarily (laughs) that, but I would claim like mental illness. Uh, due to like the stress of the political environment of our country, you know, I would I yeah. would say something like that to BS my way out of get, you know to get my client off. But yeah, well, prosecutors
2: have filed more charges against Rittenhouse uh, this past Thursday. They had one count of reckless homicide, a count for attempted intentional homicide, and two counts of recklessly endangering safety. Uh, again, what is so interesting? If you're Rittenhouse, you do have to sort of be like. But why are they arresting me now? They liked me so much. And now it's the same, you know, the like, a prosecutor <laughs> is a cop. Yeah. A prosecutor works with the police. So this is the confusion and again, this is this stems from the complete and utter sporadic, erratic, irrational rhetoric coming from mostly Donald Trump's Twitter feed. Yeah. It all stems from this confusion on what should we do as a society what should we do as citizens when we have police rewarding this kid apparently vigilante justice is all over kenosha right did not know that was going to be happening and now we're going to have the prosecutor charge him with all of these crimes if you're this kid you're honestly the defense could just be like i think he's confused on what was legal yeah no really uh and going back to that statement as far as like what kind of culture this kid has grown up in in the past four years Uh, the teenager he's a former member of a youth police cadet program with the affinity for guns uh in grays lake illinois about 10 miles from antioch and 30 miles from kenosha police chief philip l perlini said the suspect in the shooting was a former public safety cadet so that we've seen this before this fascination with law enforcement, but from somebody who maybe doesn't have the mental faculty to actually become a police officer, yes. it reminds me of uh, George Zimmerman, yes. of course someone who was a citizen on patrol, talking about Police Academy once again, and as we see, unarmed or untrained citizens who are armed uh, oftentimes leads to destruction. So,
3: uh, if you go to Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, Instagram, right. he... Uh, and his TikTok, I believe. He oh, he has, has a TikTok. He has a TikTok a, as well. I
2: interviewed Doug the Pug's parents for the LPN show, and they told me I have got to get on TikTok, but I don't know what to do.
3: When you, I already asked you this, but when you um, started the interview with uh, with Doug the Pug, did you think that he was going to start speaking and were disappointed when his owners he, started speaking? He talked a little bit.
2: Okay. <laughs> They're amazing. Leslie and Rob, incredible.
0: In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities.
1: today
3: so if you go to his kyle rittenhouse's tiktok for example it's it's all this kind of blue lives matter stuff uh pro-trump right uh in january he was actually in the front row of a trump rally you may have seen that um and it really is interesting the idea of like being a conservative politician which wasn't
2: Derek chauvin the guy who killed george floyd in the front row as well i think we just need to start we need to start like checking out who's in the front row of all these trump rallies because it seems like uh, they have an affinity for killing.
3: Uh, yeah. So he was he was at a Trump rally, and uh, it is interesting the idea of like before Trump, you have all these conservative politicians and wh- uh, whatever who see Trump as like a tool, yes. um to use to like to a battering ram to put policy through. Like yes. Mitch McConnell has obviously views him as that. But Supreme then you have Court, people. So on. You have people who were like you said raised in Trumpism, and it becomes something completely different. It doesn't yeah, it become. Does. It doesn't become. Uh, it 's not cynical, like uh, the way a Mitch McConnell would approach trump right it 's very much an ingrained belief that it is us versus them, mm-hmm. uh, and so you have militias of young people with guns uh, joining up with with uh, police and and military groups uh, but th- I will say you know <laughs> this kid is. Not uh, an anomaly. I think no. it's it's representative of the type of person that is being well, almost created in this know, environment. I completely agree. And again, this kid is 17 years old. He can't even vote. He
2: has no hindsight. He has no other perspective on what a president should be. 13 years old uh, before that, obviously, was Obama. He's not paying attention. He's a kid. And then, boom, he's coming of age. He's getting his pubes and he sees Donald Trump. And then if you're this boy, and maybe he doesn't have strong parents, or maybe he doesn't have a good male role model. And he looks to Donald Trump for that. And then all of a sudden, you end up going down the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin past midnight with an AR-15 and you shoot two people. Uh, You shoot three people and kill two. Um, So this is what happened when it comes to the deputization of citizens. Uh, County Sheriff David Beth, said he had received requests from community members to deputize citizens. Now, he did not do that, uh, to his credit, I suppose. Uh, He says, quote, what happened last night was probably the perfect reason why I wouldn't. He goes on to say, once I deputize somebody, they fall under the Constitution of the state of wisconsin Uh, the sheriff said deputizing citizens would be a liability to him he goes on to say a group wanted me to deputize people that were carrying guns this person was carrying a gun Beth said referring to the suspect arrested for the shooting he could have been a part of it Uh, in a statement wisconsin attorney general josh call condemned the violence saying quote well the two people who were killed and the person who was injured by gunfire have not yet been identified we are thinking of their destroyed futures And their friends and families that must live with this overwhelming grief. Now, speaking of the victims of Rittenhouse, uh, they weren't saints uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And so I'm getting a lot of that as well Uh, when it comes to the two victims. I believe one had uh, he was abusive uh, to an ex-girlfriend and another one was a pedophile. And I think another one was uh, he was uh, arrested for burglary. All of this is true and can be true. And Rittenhouse and it, checked his dossier, and, and he, that's why he yeah, chose those two people. Exactly. And Rittenhouse, of course, is now a, a murderer, not convicted, but he is definitely a murderer. Whether he be convicted or not, he murdered two people and injured another one. None of that stuff changes the facts that these people did not deserve to die at the hands of this person. That's all, like, it's the same thing over and over. What about Uh this false equivocation... People are not perfect. it does not mean that that should be a death sentence and for people saying that Rittenhouse uh, was just defending himself again don't bring your don't bring your guns to town uh, because you're going to you when you court violence, violence comes to you and that's exactly what he was doing and if you think that these kids who went up against or these uh, these folks who went against Rittenhouse weren't also defending themselves you're just looking at it all wrong. When a person is threatening you with an AR-15 and you have a skateboard and you hit him with said skateboard, it's still the person with the AR-15 that is a bigger threat than the kid with the skateboard.
3: Yeah. And I so my reaction to this, like from a bigger picture perspective, is we, I think some people are thinking of this year as like the end of something. We are about to go into a very, very crazy time post, yeah. if if Biden wins and it's a post-Trump sort of quote unquote time period. I think we are we are going into Gremlins two the new ma- the new batch. Ooh, new batch! I love Gremlins too, Where though. We thought we thought that Trump was the like the scary thing. What we're about to find out is like what happens when Trumpism seeps into the bedrock of our society, and then it sprouts little flowers of little racist, uh, extremist, gun toting, crazy people. Uh, I think that. In this Q yeah. Q doesn't QAnon is not directly associated with this thing, the Kenosha thing, but in a way it is because of the 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 widespread extremist thought thing. Right. Um, before before March, uh, I looked this up. There were about fifty thousand confirmed like QAnon people uh-huh. that were like uh, part of that community. Ever since the quarantine happened in the pandemic, that number has risen to two million. Woo. Uh, the pandemic and this these past couple months have been living just like online a super incubator of extremist thought. Right, and people who are we just we you know as a as a thirty one year old it is difficult to it is sometimes I forget how time passes. For, you know, like if you are a 14 year old going through this time period, these things, these things that we see every day and we you and I right. see as like, oh, geez, this is getting crazy. This is that, nuts. Is, that is the world built being built in front of a young person's eyes. Right. And yep. that isn't being internalized in their their person. And so it's absolutely the, the people, the politicians, the citizens that are coming out of this time period are going to be so crazy like so you don't know your you won't know like your average american i think soon uh, because nothing will be
2: real and that is again why the trump era must end i think you're right whatever it it's never going to be the same and we'll never put the genie back in the bottle unless it answers our three wishes and then it goes back by itself But but my
3: point though was that you know once the once the abscess of a trump administration is popped the pus that spews out will but, come in the form of QAnon uh, associated, aligned politicians. Think, uh, oh, well, they're all, I mean, look at, look at all, Loomer. Loomer uh,
2: got elected there. And, uh, or in, in, Georgia, elected, in
3: Georgia, the Republican nominee for a House position is a, a QAnon, uh, like huge QAnon supporter. Right. So, right. I mean, what we're about to see is once we pop that abscess of a Trump White House, it really is going to be like Trump his brain got splattered all over the country. Yeah. You know, I,
2: politics, they do move on. And I do think once, it will it will take a series of defeats. But yeah, I see what you're saying. If well, these people win, if the QAnon people win, uh, it will continue on for a longer period of time. At the end of the day, people back winners in politics. And so once they start, now, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I feel like, again, once we kind of get our eyes unshackled, yeah. once we can wake up in a new America, people are gonna be like, oh, wow, that was nuts. But maybe you're also right, and, and I think that's a very valid point, that maybe these things, these ideas, these philosophies, you know, setting the hook is not, setting the hook is easy, getting the hook out is hard because of all the barbs and you're right the hook has been set and wondering and now I'm wondering if to pull the hook out you got to take the guts with him which in this I, case I think is Donald Trump.
3: Well, I think so I was thinking about this the idea that once Trump leaves office this this will all kind of like go away for the most part I think it is naive because with Trump out of office that just makes all of the different characters that just expands the the playable characters in the QAnon universe. Right. And it, it's not as if Trump is like the mass. He he is the sort he's, of symbol. Yes, of, right. of all this QAnon extremist right wing thinking, but once he's gone, that the the QAnon conspiracy will just grow and mutate more and more. Yeah. And um,
2: well, it is definitely political cosplay with very serious ramifications. And and I think yeah. We, but that I'm, is
3: what I think of when I see something like a Kyle written written house right. is that this is a type of person that is being processed being like created and like we will will grow up alongside these new types of people that legitimately have these brainworms
2: yeah brainworms <laughs> is a great way to put it and i think that's you know when it comes to viruses we think about them as being uh these outside uh biological things but thought virus is very real and we're seeing how it um how it reflects in reality and when it comes to again when it comes to like ar-15s and all this gun stuff the other argument that people are making is oh now you just want to take people's guns all of this stuff it's so stupid i'm very pro guns i would love to have some guns as a matter of fact they're there to protect your home they're there to protect your family they're not there for you to walk down the streets and uh, to torment citizens of a town that is obviously mourning the death of someone who was un- unlawfully shot by law enforcement. It is not about people. They they constantly look for the strong man arguments as opposed to just looking at what is happening to the heart of this country and what is happening to this person who, like Rittenhouse, who is most likely uh, in a different reality, someone who is uh, a mind that is forming as somebody that probably could have gone a much different direction, but because he chose to follow a leader such as donald trump uh his life has turned to dog shit because everything that donald trump if you follow donald trump uh much like following a dog you do end up stepping in it i want to talk about the polls if we could really can i just say
3: one yes of course i will also say you know of militias the kenosha guard which is what it sounds so
2: cute though because it sounds like guard. John Candy. Yes, it's gonna be. Oh, what was the Kenosha? It was like the Kenosha Rockers or yes. something like that from Home Alone. <laughs> it's like I love. That's the problem, Kenosha. Kenosha. I, it's a nice. They are good
3: people out there. It sounds there. like the name of a, like a a beautiful sled dog. Oh, that's a great name for a Kenosha. dog. But yeah, what I will does. say about militias, which have come out of you know the woodwork, yep. in the past couple of months. If you are not qualified to be a soldier or a police officer, you may find a a community in militias because it's a place where you can uh, enjoy being a, like you said, a cosplaying hero um, with a gun, but you are not tethered to the regulations and rules of being a soldier or a police officer it's like the the worst grade of a guy with a gun is a militia member yes and uh, i really do think and that and as we
2: see cops even with the
3: minimal training they get obviously they don't know what they're doing either with guns it's well, yeah i'm sure the police see the the guys the Kyle Rittenhouse is out there and they're like oh this guy doesn't have to obey any laws wow he's like, cool he doesn't he's not going to get fired because he's just going to go shoot people on my behalf yeah so i think trump and the sort of trump leaning People really do kind of rely on the untethered aggression that militia members can exercise, right? Because you, if you're a soldier or a police officer, it gets more it gets more real and it gets more like r- rule bound. But if sure. you have a bunch of gun toting militia members well, who, and a, and who and kicked if... off a uh, who's who invited a bunch of gun toting people to a, a Facebook invite group. Well, you got to go have fun. Make sure you bring the meatloaf. But
2: again, we're looking at the Black Panther Party as a militia that was destroyed. And now we have a white militia or white militias all over the country that are being potentially considered for deputization. So again, different realities. Militias
3: that, you know, the Black Panther fought for civil rights, whereas these militias, they protect TJ Maxx's and Applebee's. Well, I do love the Applebee's. All right. Well, let's do some swing state.
2: Data here. Uh, it's not exactly great. This comes from Frank Luntz. Frank Luntz. He's all over the place. He is always hammered. He's getting fatter. Did you know that I f- love him?
3: Frank Luntz uh, spent one million dollars to recreate the Oval Office in his house. See, he's a cool guy. <laughs> who doesn't want a, who doesn't want a that's, husband that's, that recreates
2: that is true. the Oval Look that Office? Up. Frank Luntz. He's a polling guy. He's been around for a long time. He does. You know, he's you know, as far as polling goes, uh, he's he's fine. This is some of the swing state data as of August 25th. Of course, this is after the DNC does not look like they got their traditional 5% bump. That tends to be what happens. Okay, so let's go through some of this in Pennsylvania. Now, obviously, Pennsylvania was a state that was crucial for the Democrats. People thought Hillary was going to walk in and win it. The home of Rick Santorum did not happen in 2016, at this time, Hillary Clinton was plus 9.2%. Okay, so she was plus 9 from Donald Trump. Right now, 2020, same time, Biden is plus 5.7. We know what happened in 2016. Do people, do, do people not go out and vote because they think that it's a shoe in like they thought in 2016? That is, I think people will be more active in voting. But nonetheless, it is not great news for Biden to be trailing where Hillary was, given what happened in 2016. Yeah, you, you, Michi- cannot,
3: you cannot like, depend on these polls. I, do you really think some of the most ardent Trump supporters are the type of people that would respond I think to there an was- email from Frank Luntz? L- well, Luntz, Frank Luntz. Luntz
2: is a little bit more conservative. So they might respond. They might oh, respond no. to the lancer. I don't think that's true anymore. When it comes to um, Trumpers being quiet, I th- I think in twenty sixteen they and perhaps that's why we're seeing this difference. That's a good point. But maybe that's why we're seeing this difference in the polling data. Trumpers are more Trumpy. P- they, you know, they they're, they wear their hats. They they're much more aggressive. With they're not aggressive. They're much more forthcoming uh, when it comes to the support of the man. So I actually think they would answer polling pollers more now than they would have four years ago. I don't know. I don't know. In Michigan, Hillary was up by nine at this time. Now Biden is up by 0.67. Wisconsin, Hillary was up by 11.5. Now Biden is up by 6.5. And in Florida, this is good news. Hillary was up by 2.9. However, Biden is currently up by 4.8. So all I am saying is do not think that this election is like an obvious outcome. Do not think that uh, Biden is doing what the DNC is doing, what the DNC is doing, not necessarily doing themselves all the favors in the world, but nonetheless, when going against somebody like Donald Trump, um, you would think they would have an easier time of convincing the American people that we're on the wrong path. But as we're seeing, it does look as if the Republican rhetoric that this is Joe Biden's America, if he's, if he's elected, is sticking in certain areas. And that is something, as Travis was talking about with brain worms, how do you get, a political, ter- how do you get political terminex? Right. You know, how do you kill the bugs inside of people's brains to think that this is what it will look like under Joe Biden when it is Donald Trump in charge right now? It's really difficult to do. And, uh, again, so just don't think that yeah, this is going uh, to be a walk uh, in the park don't, for uh, the Democrats.
3: Don't take me to Chuck E. Cheese and call it French Laundry.
2: Whoa, <laughs> baby! Don't take him to Chuck E. Cheese, although kids do eat free and I think you could pull it off.
1: today
2: all right and lastly i want to bring up this story that you know when it comes to again prison reform we've been talking about this uh, obviously nationally in the context of black lives matter uh we're talking about this with the uh uh, you know with what's going on in the nba right now they've currently postponed their games in order to protest uh, the jacob blake shooting we're seeing protests all over the country And I do just want to, again, hyper-focus on what this is all about, criminal justice reform and prison reform. This story, coming out of California, I found to be fascinating. I'm new to the state. I did not realize, since just after World War II, California has relied, like a lot, on inmate, air quotes, slave labor, to fight forest fires. I did not realize this until now, Because there is a shortage on inmates because of COVID. Yes. They're down 600 inmates to fight these forest fires. They were were released uh, because of the COVID pandemic. And now the state needs them back to fight the forest fires. (laughs) These inmates make $3 on a good day. They are doing jobs that are highly, highly freaking dangerous. And ironically enough, when they are released from prison... Because they're felons, they cannot get jobs with the fire department. You cannot make this stuff up. This is a very interesting article coming from the Washington Post. Uh, It's an opinion article, and it's entitled, My cousin had his best year fighting fires as an inmate, but the system failed him. So this talks about. So this man is talking about his beloved cousin Michael. He's now dead. Uh, he did time in California system from 1995 to 2006. In 2003, he fought what was then the biggest California fire in history. It was the best year of his life. He was like, uh, "This is according to what Michael wrote from prison uh, to his cousin." He says. When I had got up to the front of the flames were high and hot, I could feel myself growing stronger instantly. Sometimes I was three or four feet from the fire and other times I was two feet away. As I worked, I could feel my arms and shoulders become heavy as mortar stones, but that only fueled me. He took pride in his job. He goes on to say, Some underestimate the work of using a saw during a fire, which is why many don't last on the saw. To use this saw takes strength, determination, and heart. It's very grueling. It's a very grueling task and probably the most important one. Uh, he talks about hills that he had to climb over the years. In 2003, he wrote, time is flying by so fast, I can hardly keep up with the days. So the reason that Michael was in jail was because he convict- uh, he was convicted and he committed three robberies and an attempted carjacking in a three-day period when he was 15 years old. So after 11 years incarcerated, he was able to go fight these fires. He was released from prison, but again, could not become a legit firefighter uh, because of his criminal past. So this firefighter program, I actually don't think it's horrible if there was some reentry program, if there was Hmm. some like credit given to it's like, wow, you fought all of these fires. You are now working your way back into society. And when you get out. There's going to be a job for you at the firehouse or at the very least the potential for one. You'll be able to try out to become a legit firefighter. What happened to Michael in this uh, in this story? He just went back to South Central and and lived his life and, uh, you know, struggled to re-enter society. So we're using inmate labor to fight. Fight fires. Of course, Governor Gavin Gavin Newsom, the former ex of Kim Guilfoyle, which you can imagine Please what
3: that was like. Look up the photo of <laughs> Gavin Newsom <laughs> and Kimberly Guilfoyle and really just take that image in. It looks like something out of Dynasty, but I, I didn't realize this until recently. But yeah, Gavin Newsom was married to Kimberly Guilfoyle <laughs> in one of the most Opulent uh, uh, marriages one could ever dream. Well, of.
2: she has a type, and she definitely uh, she definitely likes.
3: I gasped when I saw that. And photo. gasp, you should because they're
2: they're a power couple, and that's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. But when it comes to California and the firefighters, because they rely on inmate labor, California, the state, has decided to cut firefighters' pay by seven point five percent. Uh, That's in exchange for two flexible days off every month. (laughs) So they're going to get a pay cut. Firefighters are going to get a pay cut because the state of California can get cheaper labor labor from inmates. But now California is seeing a rise in forest fires because they had to release set inmates because of COVID. Which you know those inmates are going to come back. And this is just another example of how effed our system is. It does not... (sighs) It does not have to be this way. It should not be... And this is why that documentary thirteen I think resonated with so many people. Right. When it comes to the fact that Angola prison, it was a plantation turned into a prison. You look at Sheriff Joe Arpaio. You look at all of these. Uh, you look at all of these systems all across this country. The prison industrial complex is nothing more than the extension of what slavery was: free labor to fight very important forest fires, so that we can live in a city that's not burning and we're relying on inmates to do it undercutting firefighters actual job also because yeah. you know if the the city is, or the state is like well who cares about the firefighters we can give them a pay cut because i think we know where to find some more firefighters this is utter insanity. And when we talk about prison reform, when we talk about criminal justice reform, this country, for 70% of the offenses in this country, there's a penalty of incarceration. In the Netherlands, only 10% of violations result in incarceration. So we just love locking up people in this country. We have schadenfreude all over the place. Even when it comes to that, that actress, what, what's her name? The one with the school, the one with the, who paid to get her kid into Lough, South... Laughlin. First of all, yes, that story. She's going to prison for two months. I know people want to like laugh and stuff. I don't care. Just have her pay a penalty. Have her pay a button. Have her give money to scholarships. Have her so fight sh- the
3: wildfires. Have her fight the freaking wildfires. I want to see wild- Lori yes. Loughlin fight the wildfires. Sure, I don't. That she only could. makes. She sense. might now that she's a prisoner. She's got to. She's got to protect the Hollywood sign. Also, how stupid
2: did she think her kids were? She wanted to get. Wasn't it South Carolina,
3: <laughs> like Clemson or something? It was like some school that it's like they can just get in. I think they wanted to be a Gamecock. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's the kids are so like mediocre that they can't even get it. They into- can get into a- us.
2: <laughs> they can. I promise you. You're, I, I know don't. you're an actress, so you're not going to be smart. But uh, that's not true. Many, many actresses are very smart. But just don't assume your kids are that stupid yeah. that you have to cheat mm-hmm. to get them to become a game cock. But this is the stuff that we have to deal with as a country where we just love incarcerating people. It is our national pastime. Maybe it's why we have the Nancy Graces of the, of, of the world. And hell, of course, I'll be remiss not to mention last podcast on the left. I mean, we focus on true crime. We talk about these things. Um, of course, the people that we talk about definitely need to be incarcerated because they're serial killers and sociopaths. We don't need to incarcerate nearly the amount of people that we do. And then you have to answer the question, why do we? And then you find out, oh, they're fighting forest fires uh, for pennies on the dollar so that is why we're doing it this happens all over the country in many different in many different ways a lot of prisoners are farmers Uh, we talk about military goods a lot of these military goods are made by prisoners a lot of the things that you're wearing on your body right now were made by prisoners cheap labor um slave labor It continues in this country within the prison industrial complex. And I don't want that conversation to get lost when it comes to all these periphery things um, talking about why people are protesting. Because, uh, you know, it's like what happened in Minneapolis this past weekend was bullshit. Um, That was really sad. They burned down Brit's Pub, which I love Brit's Pub. That was not good. That was misinformation. There are just people who are being violent, but we have to stay on message and stay on point. Because uh, without that, that it does turn into what we're seeing um, with these militia groups feeling like they're the last line of defense. All of this nonsense happening in this country, we have to stay on point. And the point is, prison industrial complex needs to go away. It is um, again, just listen to the police. Listen to the head of the police union, and just hear what he's saying. And these are people who are supposed to be protecting our rights. I don't think that's possible. No. the The culture within policing, the culture within our prisons, is so nasty. And this is sadly the tale as old as this country. Free labor, prison labor, slave labor continues on to this day. And uh, I just feel like, you know, we need to keep on having that conversation. And uh, we need to uh, make sure that the head of the snake, in this case, this administration, uh, it's just got to it's just got to go, because otherwise we're not going to have a culture change. And I know Joe Biden ain't no perfect frickin uh, candidate, but something's got to change. And also, I mean, you know, not to mention Joe Biden. I mean, you know, he was he's one of the reasons why we have the problems in our prison system as well. Kamala Harris is a former prosecutor. I understand. Um, But I do think that we need a culture shift. When it comes to policing, and uh, I just don't think we're going to get that with the current administration.
3: Well speak, uh, speaking of culture shift, I think a, a nice thing if I can even if I can call it nice that came out of the, this whole Kenosha incident is that the Wisconsin bucks yes they refused the to play M- the
2: milwaukee Bucks. i'm oh, sorry the very kid no i loved it they are the wisconsin bucks well it, the NBA- did i just
3: make a sports <laughs> you, made, you made a faux pas <laughs> you loser nerd you well, nerd well so no, the I'm milwaukee wisconsin bucks yeah okay, the Milwaukee I, I mean, wisconsin bucks I, I, I hear it you now. are i hear it oh my goodness uh they they <laughs> essentially they went on strike um, I mean, everyone's calling it boycott. The NBA has postponed their. Se- or the NBA has postponed
2: the playoffs, which is killing me. I understand. No, but I think that I'm not the biggest to uh... see
3: to see these like titans of our society, yeah. the basketball players who play once again they play for um, the Wisconsin Bucks. The, yes, the Wisconsin Bucks. But yes. to see that these these powerful celebrities saying, "Look, we're even though we have millions of dollars, yep. we're also employees. We're also workers. Yep. And to see them go on strike, even though LeBron himself is calling it a boycott. And a lot of publications are calling it a boycott, but which is kind of a—it's not that's it's a misnomer. Similar. But um, it's it's powerful to see that taking place and having that message communicated been. to people who might. Get the idea of themselves like, oh, right, I am a worker and I can take I can you I, know, I can take so away my work, my labor uh, if things aren't going uh, if things aren't being fair.
2: And of course, when it comes to people criticizing, uh, you know, like NBA players, they're like, oh, they make millions. They also make billions of dollars for other people. Yes. And without them, the stadium is empty. Granted, it is empty now, but without them all of that money goes away. So they do have a lot of power. I have been extremely impressed with people like LeBron James, uh, people like Chris Paul in the NBA. Uh, You know, the NBA has really stepped up and been a voice for people who are voiceless because let's not forget the vast majority of athletes in uh, the NBA anyway are African-American, are black. uh, Without we without them they the the business would collapse well um, yeah. um, so i am proud of the nba for um voicing uh, their thoughts and the thoughts of many people in this country when it comes to the shooting of jacob blake leaving him now paralyzed from the waist down oh my goodness i think adam silver has done a great job as nba commissioner he's letting his players speak he's listening uh, of course, he is the uh, apprentice of David Stern, who also did a fairly good job of that. Uh, so I'm proud of the NBA. I mean, it's, just, it's unfortunate that the playoffs have halted because we waited so long for them to get here. But you know what? That's the least of our worries when it comes to social change. It's a uh, its a process, and uh, the NBA is doing everything they can in order to uh, facilitate that process. And it, so.
3: it, people pay attention to these types of protests Absolutely. When, when it's – such high profile people as the the nba and yep. the wnba that's amazing that they did that
2: yep absolutely i believe baseball postponed as well hockey did not but uh, you know well, that is what lastly it is.
3: i will you know what else is amazing um, have you been keeping up with this tiktok i don't like tiktok what about it so it was originally going to be bought remember oh did, yes with mac yeah it's yeah, going to be microsoft microsoft buy not macintosh well, with you know that. who's going to buy it now who walmart
2: Walmart, you know, I saw, I'm serious, I saw the CEO of Walmart talking about how difficult it is to compete with Amazon. Yes. Because they're like, they just have so much. And I'm like, oh my God, you cannot script this irony. So Walmart is now buying TikTok. Well, so that's, I
3: mean, that's a good point you brought up because they are going to try (sighs) to compete. In the social media e-commerce world, oh my god! So they want to buy. So TikTok
2: is just going to become nothing but sponges. Yes, and, uh,
3: yes, exactly. You it's know, just gonna be it's products. Like, it's going to be somebody like doing a um, doing the Dougie, and then suddenly they pull out like a ceiling fan. They're like, "This is only two hundred dollars." Whoa! <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> I don't actually watch that. Uh, but wow. yeah, so like Walmart and Microsoft are doing like a dual because uh, it's supposed to bring it's supposed to make TikTok. American, you know, it's supposed to make, it's supposed to remove the, the Chinese influence of, of this ubiquitous social media platform, but they're going to turn it into a QVC for like meth heads and teenagers Wow, and meth headed teenagers. Well, look at that. Uh, yep, oh, so, wow. so look right. forward to that in your TikTok feed. You're well, gonna, I don't know if I'll be getting the app anytime you're, soon, but you're, you're going to be flipping through like funny video, funny video. Oh, uh, a, D, a box set. It's a, a DVD box set of Family Guy Whoa, for twenty two ninety nine next
2: to a cheap ass blender. I love
3: more stuff.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! So wow. that I
3: mean, and that, that's that's pretty much. America's future. TikTok and Walmart joining forces. Hey man, Walmart's suffering
2: right now at the hands of the Amazon giant. You cannot make that up. Walmart, of course, feeling the same or not the same, but somewhat. One-tenth Of the amount of pain that they put small businesses through over the years as they have uh, destroyed mom and pops all over this country. Uh, Speaking of tech, we didn't really talk about the Uber situation. That's still happening here. They're going to figure it out. I think that uh, we just have to listen to the workers. That's my personal opinion. Listen to the workers, Travis.
3: (laughs) I'm listening.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. You don't even listen to the workers.
3: Bold, strident opinions. (laughs) Bold.
2: They do have opinions. And they want, to no, ma- they, no, want, no. they want to maintain independence, but of course I also think they should be paid more. So hopefully they can reach a compromise where they get more money uh, from Uber, but they also can make their own schedule and things like that. That is my personal opinion, Travis, and it's correct.
3: Uh, I'm sure it is. Thank you so much.
2: Wisconsin (laughs)
3: Bucks. Wisconsin Wisconsin Bucks.
2: Bucks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Give it up for
3: the Illinois Bulls. Well, the (laughs) Illinois Bulls
2: are definitely, you know, it's nice to say it like that, because sometimes you forget where these teams are actually from.
3: Yeah, I guess that's where I I, uh, <laughs> I, I located them in my head yeah. in a, on a map in Wisconsin. You did it. was like, those are the bucks. Are this must be the Wisconsin bucks.
2: You did it. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the fever dream uh, continues on, but ooh, we'll do the best we can. Um, okay, hope you're surviving out there. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you very soon.
3: This show is made possible by listeners like you.